You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 20th of August, 28th day in the month of Av. And we are here with you on this beautiful Sunday in our area, 67 degrees and sunny, going up to a high of 85 degrees and sunny. And 66 is the expected low for tonight. And it's expected to be clear in this area for tomorrow's eclipse which will hit its uh, peak at 2.44 tomorrow afternoon. In Sanhedrin, if you're uh, studying Dafyomi, it's uh, 35, Lamed Hay. And uh, this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Elul. Can you imagine? It's uh, just about Elul, which means that Rosh Hashanah is uh, about five weeks away. Unbelievable how time flies. Uh, If you have a chance, like us on Facebook. JM Sunday is the name of the page. If you want to send me an email, you can send it to matis, M-A-T-T-E-S, at nachamsegel.com. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at uh, 7.30, News from Israel coming up at 8 o'clock, and a lot of music in between. So let's get going right here on James Sunday. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us this morning on this lovely day. Here's Shlomi Tassig on JM Sunday. <laughs> Shame, you would like it, like, 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 like
به هیچ دختی را آبارت اینه یا میم با اینه یا مشم اینه یا مشم به هیچ دختی را آبارت Uh, Yamim Ba'im by uh, by Shuki here on uh, JM Sunday. Mata Swangest with you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning. Right here on a beautiful day here in our area. It's coming up on 7.30. Bottom of the hour. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in just a minute. Before that, you heard Shua Berkowitz, uh, Shoresh, Shalo, uh, Shlomo Katz, and Shlomi Tassig opened up our Sunday morning here. It is uh, the 20th of August, the 28th day in the month of Avro, Scottish Yellow, coming up Tuesday and Wednesday. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's verified on the app. Uh, Nachum Siegel wins the the uh, pool for when I would mention, uh, how early I would mention the eclipse. I did mention it as soon as we got on the air. So he wins that, uh, that pool. Tomorrow's the eclipse. In our area, 244 will be the maximum uh, in terms of the time that you can see uh, the eclipse. It's tomorrow afternoon, but you shouldn't look at it directly at all. You should either look through special glasses or the better way is uh, is through some device that lets you see uh, an image of the sun on the ground, and then you can see the eclipse as it covers it. So that's the best way, the safest way, to so make sure you are safe tomorrow. Hey, my thanks to ZK uh, for his help this morning, by the way. Always, always a... Uh, a great person to <laughs> to be in touch with if you need to. Uh, so thanks. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up in a few seconds, and then uh, more music, and um, and the news from Israel coming up at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezech and Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basra, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rav David Bacher had a wedding to attend in a city that was far from where he lived. He summoned a wagon and a driver in order to take him there. 
For some reason, it was getting later and later, and there was still a distance to travel. Rav David was upset, because he knew that the family and all the guests are going to be waiting for him, and he felt very bad to trouble everyone. He hurried the driver, kept asking him, could you go quicker? Although the wagon driver tried to quicken the pace, it just didn't seem to help. It was getting later and later. Finally, Rav David began to get impatient, and he asked the driver, Do you know how to quicken these horses? Don't you know your business? The driver tried even harder. Finally, they reached the city. Rav David quickly disembarked the wagon and ran into the chuppah. Afterwards, he went to look for the driver, but the driver was nowhere to be found. Finally, he was told that the driver had already gone on his way. Rav David quickly asked another driver to hurry and try to catch up with him. They finally did catch up with him. And Rav David asked him, Please forgive me. I apologize for not speaking to you with Derech Eretz. However, the wagon driver refused to forgive Rav David. Why aren't you forgiving me? Why aren't you meichel me? You see, I asked you. I have great pain that I was pogain your kavod. It was only that I was pressured to get to the wedding on time. However, the wagon driver steadfastly refused to be meichel to forgive Rav David. Finally, Rav David spoke to him. I am prepared to pay whatever amount you want. The only thing I want you to do is to forgive me. The Balagola, the wagon driver, stood his ground. Finally, Rav David asked him, So then tell me what can I do to appease you? The wagon driver said, I will only be appeased if you give me half of your Olam Abba, half of your portion in the next world. Without a moment's hesitation, Rav David said, Half of my Olam Abba I give to you. A document was drawn up. Adim, witnesses were brought in and signed on the document. At that point, Rav David then gave half of his Olam Haba to the wagon driver. Although he had been willing to give up all his worldly possessions to gain this mechila, this forgiveness, the wagon driver would only be appeased with half of Rav David's Olam Haba. So great is the idea of getting mechila, of being forgiven. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Ay, 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 oh, 
Paul Shem Tov's Nigan here on uh, JM Sunday. <laughs> it's always something. Amatis Weingast here with you. Thanks for joining us this morning. We're getting ready for the news from Israel. We will uh, 
connect with uh, Han and Julian in just a few seconds. It is uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, top of the hour here on the uh, 20th day in the month of August, 28th of Av, 5777. Rosh Chodesh Elul coming up uh, Tuesday and Wednesday on the um, on the calendar. Wow, it is amazing that uh, we are already into uh, to the Rosh Hashanah season, just coming up in about five weeks. Amazing. Before uh, Simply Tzfat, we heard by request, Ohad, someone requested that on the app. Thank you so much. Simcha Liner was uh, was before that. Shuvu, a sure thing with Lule and Shlomo Simcha, opened up our song segment following uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser. It is uh, 67 degrees outside here right now in our studios. Uh, 85 degrees is the expected high, and uh, sunny today. Going down to 66 tonight and clear. We'll get the uh, temperature in uh, Israel coming up momentarily. Because it's time for our news from Israel. And Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu announced last night that he'll meet this Wednesday with Russian President Vladimir Putin at the Black Sea Resort of Sochin. This is the sixth meeting between the two leaders in two years. The two men will talk about Iran's involvement in Syria and the advancing ceasefire agreement that appears to be developing with plans to allow Iran a permanent base in the area. That's something that Israel absolutely refuses to allow. Foreign ministers from Egypt, Jordan, and the Palestinian Authority met Saturday night to coordinate their positions ahead of the upcoming visit to the region by a delegation from the Trump administration. They told reporters at a joint news conference in Cairo that American officials in Washington did listen to their united Arab position last week on what they feel peace requires. Palestinian Authority Foreign Minister Riyad al-Maliki told reporters that they were clear to the Americans there will be no peace without the establishment of a Palestinian state within the 1967 borders. Meanwhile, last night, another Arab teenager in the Palestinian Authority decided death was better than life. This one was from the town of Tulkaram in Samaria. He thought he would make himself a rock star on Facebook by telling the world he was about to become a martyr and left a note for his parents saying the same thing. Then he went to the junction leading to the Jewish community of Tepuach in Samaria, pulled out a knife and attacked an Israeli police officer. Other officers stationed at the site opened fire and the 17-year-old predictably died. The officer that he was aiming for was lightly wounded in that incident. He was taken to Balenson Hospital in Petah Tikva. The teenager's family may receive a lifetime salary from the Palestinian Authority government because he died trying to kill an Israeli. They may not, however, because he did not succeed in that mission. Only time will tell whether they decide to give them money or not. The Palestinian Authority currently allocates about $300 million a year to pay salaries to terrorist prisoners who are incarcerated in prisons in Israel and to families of those who die trying to kill Israelis. More than one-third of the foreign aid given each year to the Palestinian Authority now goes to payment of terrorism. 
terrorist salaries. One of the first steps of the Oslo Accords calls for an end to incitement to violence and terror. Last night's wannabe teenage terrorist and countless others like him uh, was inspired by the sermons being delivered by radical Islamic clerics in the mosques throughout the, tal- the Palestinian Authority. Many more are being broadcast over the Palestinian television, radio stations, and the internet. The incitement is broadcast around the clock, and the Ramallah government encourages and finances these broadcasts, in addition to naming summer camps and public streets and squares after terrorists who die murdering Israelis. In one more week, that delegation from the Trump administration arrives in Israel, but so will United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Both will hold talks with Israeli government officials and those from the Palestinian Authority in Jerusalem and Ramallah. They're still trying to find a way to pressure Israel into agreeing to a two-state solution while pressuring the Palestinians into ending their incitement to terror. But in addition, the UN Secretary General says he's going to visit Gaza. It's not clear, however, what his message is going to be to the Hamas organization running the government there. Now a quick bit of news from Europe. Barcelona's chief rabbi, Mayor Barhen, is warning Jews in his community to move to Israel. He says Europe is lost because of the threat from radical Islam. At least 14 people were killed and more than 130 others wounded in last week's terrorist attack on Thursday evening. The Islamic State terrorist group said the attackers were soldiers of its group, responding to the Islamic State call to attack countries and the coalition forces who are fighting the group in Syria. But Western Europe has been a target for jihadists for a few years already. Rabbi Barhen told his congregation to start buying property in Israel. He told JTA in an interview this weekend that Europe is lost. He warned them not to repeat the mistake of Algerian Jews and those in Venezuela. He said it's time to make Aliyah. Now some good news. The Queen's Museum has made peace with the Israel mission to the United Nations in New York. The museum had reneged on its agreement to hold a reenactment of the November 29, 1947 vote to establish the Jewish State of Israel. And that came after major pressure from so-called Palestinian friends of the museum. But Israeli ambassador to the UN, Danny Danone, immediately publicized that move to renege, and he released a statement condemning it. New York politicians on both sides of the aisle and Jewish groups around the world were outraged, and the museum's board of directors reviewed its decision and decided that they would go back to their original agreement after all. So the event will be held on November 29th this year. Now a quick look at the weather. Unseasonably hot temperatures today. It's around 90 degrees in Jerusalem, and that's in the shade. Around 96 degrees in Beersheba, 104 at the Dead Sea. The same in Eilat and at Lake Kinneret. But if you are at the beach in Tel Aviv or in Haifa, there's a nice sea breeze and it's only around 87 degrees. Nice and sunny, crystal blue skies cooling off tonight. 70 degrees in Jerusalem, the same in Beersheba. 75 in Haifa, 80 in Tel Aviv and at Lake Kinneret. 85 in Eilat, 90 
at the Dead Sea. And that's at night. Tomorrow, a bit cooler, fair skies again. Don't forget your water bottles, no matter what the temperature is, because it's easy to dehydrate in the summer in the land of Israel. Chodesh Tov, everyone. A Shavua Tov. Have a great week and a terrific month of Elul. The king is in the field. Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. You know, uh, 104 Fahrenheit does sound better when you just say it's about 40 Celsius. So that's a, uh, it sounds a little bit cooler. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, would, would you agree with that, that uh, 40 Celsius sounds better than 104 Fahrenheit? <laughs> Right? No, I think so. No, it, it, it <laughs> not, not when you not when you consider that forty is probably around a hundred and ten. Oh wow! Okay, so <laughs> I wouldn't even go with that because you have you have to consider the fact that thirty-seven is ninety-eight point six. Right for uh, body temperature. Right. For right. So quote, think. So think, it, think about what you're saying when you say forty. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> 104 degrees. Well, everybody should stay cool and hydrated, like uh, like you said. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday. Be well. Have a great week. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. Uh, it is uh, 8.10 in the morning, 10 minutes after the hour here on uh, on JM Sunday. We thank Hannah Julian, as always, for joining us. We're going to go back to more music here and... Uh, we thank all of you for being a part of our show this morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. So, let's see, what do we have? Uh, oh, okay, it's fitting. Hayom Harat Olam by Uri Davidi here on JM Sunday. Oh 
misión universal La luz que ilumina el mundo nos iluminará La luz que ilumina el mundo nos iluminará En tu casa la paz, en tu hogar la felicidad Que los niños vean justicia, que el pobre coma pan que los niños hagan justicia, que el pobre coma paz. Aleluya, reine la paz. Naciones, mueren a donde van. Sin amistad no existe unión. Si no hay fe, no hay libertad. Raíces de la sociedad Lo que es tuyo que sea tuyo Lo que es mío tú será Lo que es tuyo que sea tuyo Lo que es mío patizará En el mundo la paz Que la guerra muera ya Que vuele la paloma blanca Verdadera libertad Que vuele la paloma blanca Verdadera libertad que vuele la paloma blanca, verdadera libertad. Aleluya, reine la paz. Naciones mueren a donde van. Sin amistad no existe unión. Si no hay fe, no hay libertad.
30 years ago, I walked down to that song, to this song, Balkalela, excuse me, Achenu, by Avram Fried, at our wedding. And uh, Karen walked down to Alkalela. And uh, today is our Hebrew anniversary. Karen and my Hebrew anniversary, 30 years today. August 23rd in the English calendar, so I want to wish my lovely wife of 30 years a happy anniversary. Here's to another 30, at least. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning here on the JM Sunday. Much appreciated. We're glad you could join us, and uh, thank you so much. Rosh Chodesh Elul coming up Tuesday and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So that is a uh, exciting time period, month of Elul, and Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner. We'll see you all next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Don't forget the great program continues all day long right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.